Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Michael Brandvold, and as always, joined by Jay Gilbert. How you doing this beautiful Thursday? Oh my gosh, every day above ground is a good day, Michael. Any day where the sun is shining <laughs> and the sky is blue. It's a good day. And there's no smoke. Yeah. It's a good day. Yeah. That's nice yeah. to be clear again. It, it, it's very nice. Um, all right. So before we get into a very cool discussion with this week's guest, a uh, quick shout out to Bruce and Hypebot.com as well as Bands in Town. Thank you so much for everything you both do to help support and spread the word of the Music Biz Weekly podcast. Um, and of course, to our sponsors, Bandzoogle. Built by musicians for musicians. Banzoogle is an all-in-one platform that makes it easy to build a beautiful website and EPK for your music. Banzoogle powers the websites for tens of thousands of musicians around the world, from weekend warriors to Grammy winners. All the features you need for a professional website are already built in, including hosting and a custom domain name, dozens of fully customizable design templates, tools to sell your music and merch commission-free, commission-free crowdfunding and fan subscriptions features, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send newsletters, social media integrations, and of course, great, amazing live tech support from their musician-friendly team seven days a week. So Jay and I put together a great little offer for all of our listeners. Head over to bandzoogle.com, try it for free for 30 days, and when you're registering, use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY, all one word, MUSICBIZWEEKLY, and you will get 15% off the first year of any subscription. And of course, discmakers.com, thank you for your continued sponsorship. Mm -hmm. We know it's a digital world, but there's still an important role for physical media for today's independent musician. Digital royalty payments are so small at selling products like CD, vinyl, and t-shirts at gigs and online has become an important income generator. For every CD you sell at a gig, you might need roughly 3,000 streams to make the same amount of money, and that's a lot of streams. Our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your discs and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even t-shirts. So we got a cool offer with Disc Makers for you guys as well. Head over to discmakers.com, place an order for 100 or more CDs, and when you check out, use the promo code FREEBIZ, all one word, FREEBIZ, and you will save up to $150 in shipping costs. So thank you, Disc Makers and Band Zoogle. Appreciate it. Uh, so we got a, a very cool returning guest. One of my favorites. We yep. got uh, Chris Prouty, uh, the founder of Nine Twice. You know, every time I talk with this guy, I, I just get inspired um, by the way that he attacks his business and optimizes channels, and he's so pragmatic. Um, always a pleasure talking with Chris. Yep. So this week, Chris joins us and and talks about when we when we, so we've already recorded the interview, but the, my like little eye moment was it's not about computer algorithms; it's about uh, human algorithms. That's right. I wrote that down when he said it too. I thought that was profound, and you need to think of it like that. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. You're not. You're what what you are doing online is not for computers, it is for humans. Now, obviously, there's a lot of things that we talk about that you have to do in order for computers to find you. And that's what that's, this discussion is going to all be about. Organic optimization of your content so you can find more fans and help them find you. Yes. So let it roll, Christopher Prouty. Build a stunning band website in minutes with Banzoogle. Go to Banzoogle.com to start your free 30-day trial and use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY to get 15% off the first year of any subscription. Today we are really excited to have Chris Prouty, founder of Nine Twice, on the program. 
I always have great conversations with Chris. We'll let him tell you what he does, but in a nutshell, he helps businesses to attract new clients online. And it's all sorts of businesses, but we wanna talk a little bit about his business and music. I know he's helped me uh, with music clients by a lot of optimization and we will get into what that means. It's not a lot of, uh, you know, tricks or gaming the system. And so anyway, Chris, thank Welcome. you for coming to our, our little corner of the podcast world. Fellas, thanks for having me here today. The second time I've been on and it's just an absolute joy to be back. So thanks guys. Excellent. Excellent. So let's, let's kick it off by, and, and I love this cause you're so good at telling people about, uh, what you do, but also telling people about the brand or the business that they have, hey, they have, how they can communicate that. So tell me a little bit about what you do and how others can kind of tell you about effectively how, what they do. Yeah, I, you know, I could really talk about what I do for days and days and, and literally put everyone to sleep. So we'll just we'll push that aside. I got coffee, man. I'm, I'm good to go. I should have had mine. I haven't had coffee yet today. <laughs> let's, let's just put what we'll, we'll figure out what I do as we talk. But let's really talk about what's more meaningful to like to you and to the artists and to the musicians and to the, you know, anybody in the music industry. And everyone seems to be so focused nowadays on um, a, different ways of, of attracting clients to them. And they should be because we're living in a time now, there's 7 billion people on the face of the earth, and there's about 3 billion people just on Facebook. You know, if you think about the different marketing channels that are out there, Facebook alone has almost half of the global population That's crazy. You know, on, on that channel. So, and that's just Facebook. We, you know, we still have YouTube. The number two search engine in the world is YouTube. So, and 51% of all Google searches produce a YouTube result. So, so the, the opportunity that exists for anyone in the music industry to get more visibility organically has never been better. And at the same time, there's so much competition for visibility that we all need to work hard to find that unique way of making it happen. So yeah. that's what I do is I help people crack that code for finding the most unique ways of getting tremendous amounts of visibility organically through all of these channels. So, so just let, for, for, for the musicians who are listening, who are going, Oh my God, I don't know what you're, you're talking about here. Let me frame it in musician speak client equals fan. Yeah. So whenever we might mention client, that is nothing more than finding fans. That's your audience. And organic means not paying, basically. Not paying for an ad to get you traffic. Organic means you want free traffic coming from a search result, whether that's a search result in Facebook or Twitter or Google or YouTube. Yeah. It doesn't cost you anything for organic traffic. So that is what everybody strives to improve upon is I want more and more free traffic coming to something that's bringing in more fans. You put it perfectly, Michael, and, and true, you know, so true for the musicians out there that it is fan acquisition through non-paid tactics. It's, it's something that works 24 hours a day, you know, unlike paid, where if you're paying for ads, if your ad budget runs out in a day, your ads go away. You know, organic tactics just work around the clock to bring new fans to you or to promote that release or that event or that live that you're doing, all of these organic tactics, you don't have to pay for aside from with the effort of your time. Yeah, you know, what I find almost every day is clients that come to me and they wanna game the system or they want that silver bullet because we grew up in an era where you got something on the radio. If you had you know, a good song, you got it on the radio, you got your butt out on tour and good things happen. But our, our business is so much more complex than now. So people will say, you know, how do I get on these playlists or how do I get my website or my album or whatever it is up in the first three search results? And they're, they're looking for tricks. Um, that's not really how it works, is it? 
I hate it. Uh, I, I greatly dislike it when people come to me asking for the tricks because the tricks, while they may work for a very short amount of time and give you some, some level of visibility or may acquire a few fans that way, once the channels, meaning Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, uh, Google, once these channels realize that you're trying to trick them, you're gone. I mean, you, yeah. you're running the risk of never having visibility with your fans again. Oh, man. And, and, the, and, these, and, and these channels don't just happen to stumble across somebody gaming the system. They actively seek this out all the time because they want to run, quote, clean, clean websites, clean systems. They don't want people that can manipulate the results. Right. So as soon as they find somebody... And Jay, you and I have talked about this, especially in the in the Spotify world. As soon as they find somebody found a trick to game the system, they're immediately working to shut it down. And to your point, Chris, yeah, the the blowback could be extremely severe. As in, yeah. you're forever blocked from ever being on that site or having results on that site. It could be as quote as minor as you woke up this morning and you were 10,000 followers less because Twitter and their monthly house cleaning removed those 10,000 fake users from Twitter and you That's lost right. the number. So that, that may not impact you dramatically because you still have your account, but you spent money. Yeah. You know, somebody you lost that money. Time. Uh, and I, I can't remember, Chris, if this was you or someone else, but something to the effect of, let's take Google, for example. They've got hundreds of highly trained engineers. You think you're going to fake them out and trick them long term with your, your little trick? Tomorrow uh, in your morning coffee, the first story is called A Cheater's Guide to Spotify. And you need to check this out because it lists some of these tricks that people use and again they're temporary to michael's point you're not going to game their system they're constantly looking at where are these streams coming from oh they got ten thousand streams in one day that came for this one ip address gone but the worst case scenario is they could pull you down off the platform so there are dangers to trying to rig the system it's not going to work you know what complicates it is when when the artists or or anybody um, hires someone to do their social media, yes. to do their organic optimization to try to get more fans or more clients. And they're hiring somebody who, I mean, let's face it, guys, the, the entry point into what we do is, is practically nothing. You could be working at, you know, you could be working somewhere yesterday, get fired and say that you're doing social media marketing today. And unless you're working people with do. someone who is at, you know, who's totally ethical, like Michael, you and I have worked together for a decade. You know, you know, it's easy to understand when someone is completely ethical in what they do. But if you're working with someone who's not ethical, who's looking to get you fast results just to impress you, and they're doing these tricks, then you get removed. Well, now who's to blame? You know, yeah. that person's gone. I, I, and, and I can tell you from firsthand experience, I'm dealing with a client right now, and I won't mention them by name, but they hired a company who said they will organically grow Instagram followers for them. Organically. Mm -hmm. Sounds safe. It, it, you know, you won't get in trouble. What could well, go wrong? Well, we, I, I'm now working with them on how to remove 12,000 wow. fake accounts that were found organically. So to, what, what, I'm, what I want to stress is even if their website says it's organic and it's approved, question them. Question yeah. them question them because the fact is unless somebody on the other end of a computer clicks the follow button it's not going to be it's not real engagement right it, michael it, i mean yeah if it's if it's a bot that's doing this if yeah it's if, not if it's help a you. script that's running this it's not real people and and again what the, the, the big downside, as we've all heard over the years, these algorithms that Facebook and Instagram and Twitter use for figuring out what to display, 
that's basically a simple algorithm that says the more popular your content is, the more people we will show it to. Mm -hmm. more engaging it, 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 it is. Yeah. Yeah. The more engaging, the more shares, the more comments, the retweets, whatever it is. The more people that like and do something, the more people we will show it to. Right. You have 20,000 people following you and 12,000 of them are fake. That's 12,000 people who will never engage with your content. And the algorithm doesn't know that those are fake users. They just know that 12,000 out of 20,000 don't like anything you post. So it must be pretty crappy content. Therefore, we're not going to show it to the other 8,000 real people. And this is Facebook and this is Instagram and this is all of these systems. So those fake numbers might look good, but they are going to hurt you detrimentally when it comes to being able to talk to your real audience. Right. And the other, the other side of that coin is don't think you're going to trick someone because people like Chris, people like us, we can look under the hood at the data and we know right away if it's real data, if it's engaging data. There are platforms now like Vibrate that just launched where they have a whole module that shows your fan growth and then your engagement. And if your fan growth goes like this and your engagement doesn't, there's some red flags there. You're gaining all this audience, but to your point, Michael, no one's liking, forwarding, commenting, watching videos. It's not real engagement. And that's not going to help anybody. In fact, it can hurt you. What we're talking about here, guys, is the concept of audience optimization. You know, we, we, we've long talked about content optimization and video optimization, but now we need to really think about the people that are connecting with us, whether they're our followers or our friends or our fans. These people, this group needs to be optimized for a number of reasons, like those that you just cited, but further for monetization. Because we're all here, you know, we're all here to make money. And if we're going to monetize our social channels uh, through, you know, let's, you know, just dropping a, you know, dropping a release, dropping a track and selling that track. If we're going to, if we're going to monetize our channels, then we need an optimized following so that we are able to accurately monetize. Otherwise, we're kind of left scratching our heads going, well, you know, why didn't anybody buy this thing? Yeah. So, 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 Chris, what are what are some some things you can do to better optimize for organic fan growth? What you know, and and let's let's look at the internet, Google itself. Let's look at Facebook. Let's mm -hmm. look at YouTube. What are some of the things people can do? Because I think to some extent most people have gotten to the point where they're just assuming I just have to spend money. I got to buy Facebook ads. I got to buy Twitter ads. I got to do Instagram ads. If I want to reach anybody, you know, those social networks have done a great job beating it into you that you need to spend money to talk mm -hmm. to people. Yeah, it's true. So some of the things that, that people can do readily there, you need in order to be very successful online and to optimize your audience to get to build your fans and to get more people stepping out of the shadows and coming to you as opposed to you having to actively look for them, you really need two things. You need visibility, which means you need to be seen, and you need connection. It, you need your audience, you, especially potential fans, you know, people who might not be, might not, you might not be known to them, but they might, they might end up liking your music. You need to be visible and you need to be able to connect with these people. So, so first, how do you get visibility? Well, you find the social channels where most of your potential fans are going to hang out. This is easy to figure out. You look at where your current fans are interacting the most and you start to spend time there and you gain visibility with your current fans and that's naturally going to blossom into potential fans or your prospective fans. So once you have that visibility, that's great. But unless you're making a connection with both your fans and your, your, fan, your potential fans, unless you're making that connection, no one's paying attention to your content. So that means you need to stop thinking about yourself and you need to start thinking about them and you need to start giving them what they want. So how do you figure out what they want? Well, just a little bit of exploration and you can find other things that they're interacting with that there are high levels of engagement. Lots of likes, lots of shares, lots of comments. 
do create content like that because that's the content that is creating that connection with the fans. And I'll just drive it home with this one, this one final point because I feel like I'm just talking way too much about this, but know. we need to stop thinking about the machine algorithms. So Google has an algorithm that decides where you show up in, in the rankings. YouTube has an algorithm. Facebook has an algorithm that suggests who's going to see your content. All of these machines, all of these channels have algorithms. We need to stop thinking about those algorithms because they are advancing and maturing on a daily basis. And anything that you do today could be wiped out tomorrow if there is a, an advancement that undoes all of your work. Instead of thinking about the machine algorithms, we need to be thinking about the human algorithm. The human algorithm is not going to change. What do people respond to? What do your fans truly respond to when you post it? Look at your past posts, create a spreadsheet. Say, this is what I wrote about. These were the shares. These were the likes. These were the comments I got. Find where you got a lot of the humans it, to it, interact. It, it's actually quite, you know, let, let's just focus on Facebook. You just need to go into the insights. If you've yep. ever done that, you better be doing it. Go look in the insights. Facebook gives you that graph, that chart of all of your posts, and will show you which one's got the most engagement, the most shares, the most likes. Repeat what works. Repeat Don't what do works. what doesn't work. Do and more of what works and less of what doesn't. You, and you, Instagram does that. YouTube does that. All of these places have insights. You just go in. You don't have to be, you know, have a degree in statistical analysis. These are created for the common person. You can go in there and immediately see which posts are overperforming, which ones are underperforming. You can even see your audience on how maybe it relates to the overall audience, mm -hmm. to see what it is. Because I found that most of my clients think they know who their audience is, and they're usually about 80% correct. There, but there's three audiences. There's the audience on socials. There's the audience for revenue, like sales streams and downloads. And then there's the audience of the people who go see you live, and they don't always match up. And I find that if you do the insights, if you just do what Michael said, where you just go in there and look at your insights with a notepad, you're going to learn a ton. But the other thing I would just add really quickly is you need to do that like on a quarterly basis because it evolves and changes. It, you can't just look at it once and go, okay, I'm done. I got my audience. We're truly optimizing for, for the people. We're optimizing for the fans and that's going to grow the fan base when you, when you do that. Because when you optimize for the people, the algorithms and machine algorithms that we're not even thinking about, the machine algorithms take note. Because let's face it, Facebook, Google, all of these channels, they want one thing. They want people to come onto that channel and, and stay, stay there. On. Stay want you to stay. So don't, don't post on Facebook and have a link to a YouTube video. Well, let me, let me make a point of that because you bring up a really good point that I think we need to, you know, put an exclamation point on. I read this article where they were saying that almost, you get almost 10 times the engagement when you post a video natively, meaning not linked off somewhere, you just upload it to Facebook. than if you put a YouTube link and that makes a lot of sense to me because if I'm Facebook, I don't want people leaving my platform. Form, but if somebody revenue. posts that content to my platform, I'm going to reward them. Well, yeah. and, and, and people, it's quite obvious because if you post a YouTube video into Facebook, you cannot watch it in Facebook. It's a simple outbound link. It leaves. So that is not engaging. You will always get more engagement on a, on a video native to Facebook because I can watch it right within my feed without leaving and going anywhere else. Yeah. Always. It always, I mean, that's, that's one of the biggest questions I get is, well, what do we do with our videos for YouTube and Facebook? And I'm like, you got to do both. You got to do both. That's right. Treat them differently. Uh, it's, it's, I, 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 before I forget, I wanted to go back. You had talked about how, don't worry about the, 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 the computer algorithm, worry about the human algorithm. And I've stressed to clients since day one, don't worry about the optimum times to post. Don't worry about the optimum number of posts to make. Yeah, all that data is given to you, but you just don't post. That's the problem. 
you don't even post. I can't get you to post one thing a week. And you want to worry about when's the best time to post? I go, don't, don't worry about that. Just figure out how you're going to post one thing a day yeah, and do that for engaging. a month. And, and then, Jay, to your point, you talked about, you know, knowing who your audience is. That is crucial. But I think it's even more important to know what your audience likes, which means if I went to you, a client, and said, you need to make a post today that is going to get a crap load of engagement. Do you know what you could post to make that happen? You should. You should be able to know what triggers your audience to, to engage, whether that's, you know, there's, there's an old saying on the internet, if you want a lot of likes, you post puppies. If you want a lot of comments and discussion, you post politics. That's what I'm talking about here is you've got to know not just who your audience is, but what that audience wants to engage with. What will get you a million likes, shares, comments off of a post and what will get you none? Know the right. difference. I've been watching some of the people that do it really well. And and it speaks to your point, Chris, you know, it's it's more about a communication and an engagement and it's not selly at all. You know, Alice Cooper posts pictures of haunted houses and really cool cars. Well, that doesn't sell his CDs and albums and downloads, but it's an engagement with his crowd and it reaches more people, keeps it top of mind. It all works. But I wanted to just step back really quickly. We were talking about in Facebook when you're going through your feed and then seeing that video, um, I had read that 85% of videos in the Facebook feed are watched with the sound off. And that brings us kind of to this new way of posting videos, whether it's Instagram stories or TikTok or whatever, whether these 15 second videos that lead you to a call to action and you really need to grab people in the first two to three seconds. So it seemed like, you know, years ago it was like longer form, then it became shorter form and shorter form. And now it's like, we don't even have the patience for anything. Do you find that in a lot of what you do that you got to hit quick, grab their attention fast, otherwise you lose them? So what I find in what I do, and it's almost contrary to this current belief that things need to be microscopic, is that you need to optimize every step in the, uh, in the content journey. So you need an image or a video that's going to freeze people in their scrolls. Look, the, the, way the, the way the algorithm, the way the Facebook algorithm works is, it's like a slot machine. You're gonna scroll, you're gonna scroll, it's gonna show you a bunch of boring stuff that you probably don't care about, and then every once in a while, it's gonna show you something that triggers your, that triggers your interest. You're gonna stop, you're gonna look at it, a little bit of a dopamine release. And then you're going to scroll and scroll and scroll some more. So what you need to do, first step, you need an image that's absolutely going to stop people in their tracks, whether that's an image or a video. And that's why we see a lot of people trying to game this in their yeah. videos where they're waving like for the first second. And it's like, okay, I, I get it. You want my attention. You lost it. So I'm going to keep going. You just need this genuine connection with people through the imagery. Then your first line of text needs to captivate them enough to read the next line. And as long as you're taking them on that journey, your copy can be thousands of words long, and you're, there doesn't even have to be a call to action, you're gonna be seen as the person that they want to spend time with because you're taking the time to communicate with them. So the microscopic stuff, I'm not a big fan of. I'd rather hit people at every step of their visual journey where you stop them, you captivate them, and then you keep them going with your content. Then you become a part of their life. Right. That, that, this is that, as old as the internet or actually older. This is as old as journalism. I remember when I was in school taking journalism classes and they taught us the inverted pyramid. And all that is, is the most important stuff compelling first. And as you go down and it gets wider, then you get into the minutia, you get into the backstory. But those first few lines, to your point, They've got to grab you and pull you into the next line, which has to grab you and pull you into the next line. Yep. So to, to, the, to the point of optimization, and, and we see this all the time, um, 
there's nothing more distracting than somebody's made a post, and I'll use Facebook as an example, and the, the, the feature image, it's got heads cut off, it's not, you know, the full image looked great on your computer, but the way Facebook formats it, it's not optimum, and the copy isn't optimum, and nothing is optimum about it, because you just pasted the link in there and ran with it. And, and here's a tip that everybody should be, be on top of. Go do a quick Google search. Find the Facebook Object Debugger website. It's a special tool that Facebook builds. <laughs> Anybody can use it. You just paste in a URL and you click the button and it will display what Facebook is going to show the world for that post. And that gives you the opportunity to go back in and correct your post, correct where that link is coming from. I can't tell you how many times somebody like in a WordPress site doesn't have a featured image set. So therefore, there's no image in Facebook. It's just blank and it's text. And I'm just like, all you had to do was put an image in mm -hmm. and it would have worked. Now, you need to look at all of this stuff, whether you're setting up a smart URL, your website, a press release, go dump that URL into the Facebook object debugger, see what it's going to look like when it is shared by everybody. The other little trick about this is you can refresh the Facebook cache on your own. So imagine you didn't like the way it looked, you went and made a change, all you do is go back in there and tell it to refresh it and it'll pull the new data in and now everybody's getting a fresh look. That's awesome. That's a great tip. I'll, I'll toss out a tip that, that is something that um, in optimizing for the users, what, what a lot of musicians neglect to do is write really great descriptions of their videos on whatever platform they're putting them in. You know, if you're uploading a video to, to YouTube or to Facebook, or to any of these platforms, boy, max out that description with information about information about the track. Include the genre. Include secondary genres that it might be related to, or crossover genres, so that when people are looking for music in these genres, you know, put new music, you know, in your descriptions. Put the lyrics. How you wouldn't believe how many fans are searching for a song based on the lyrics they heard you know, in a stream somewhere yeah. and they don't know anything else about it. That's right. So yeah, again, we're, we're always thinking about the user, optimizing yeah. for the users and what the users want. Yeah, and you and you just touched on it again. That word optimized. It's not it's not trickery. You're not gaming the system. I work really closely with YouTube, and I I know for a fact that it's a moving target because just like you know that Facebook, Google, whoever, it's not like you learn their their tactics, their algorithms, and then you're done. It's evolving. It's dynamic. It's changing. And the same with YouTube, where you know, all the things that you just mentioned in the description are spot on, but there are other things that you may not think about, you know, when you optimize, making sure that, like Michael mentioned that that thumbnail, it's not somebody blinking that was automatically set. You can <laughs> use anything as your thumbnail to kind of optimize, making sure that it's artist, title, version, artist, title, version on everything that you do in there, even the name of the file. It used to be that you would upload a file onto YouTube and it would be, gw69.mp4. You don't want to do that anymore because now it's part of that search algorithm. So it's all about optimization and making sure that that description has every bit of info and, and put yourself in the fan's position. Mm. If you heard about a song and you found it on YouTube and you'd never heard of that artist before, wouldn't you want to know what maybe the artist's website, the lyrics to the song, like you mentioned, were there any other sidemen on this project who produced it? Think of the fan, like what would you want to know, right? And that, that's optimizing, it's not trickery. It's, you know, it's like we've talked this whole time, it's about optimizing for the user. You, you really wanna optimize for your fans. You, I mean, there, 
the fans make your business. So you've got to think about how you're going to be visible with them and how you're going to have that deep, deep connection with them. And, 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 and all of this, when it comes back to organic results, is so driven by text. And, and I mean real text, not text in a graphic. Mm -hmm. Because these platforms can't look at a graphic and do SEO based on the words in a JPEG. I can. You know, Google, YouTube can't take that video that you posted with terrible descriptions and figure out that it's you, who it is, so they can return a result. They do all of that because you give them text-based information in the descriptions, in the keyword fields, in the title fields. It, you know, Jay, to your point, it's your name, your name, everywhere, your name, your full name, your full name, every, don't say we. We doesn't mean anything to a search result. We just released our new video. No, band name just released our new video. Song title. Yeah. You've got to give these outlets some data to work with. And, and I found that if you can do just the minimal consistently, you will see great improvements. Yeah. And Michael, talk a little bit about that news that came out this week about uh, Facebook kind of changing their rule about how much text can be on an image, because I think that's a misnomer in some ways, because, yeah, it was frustrating when you were trying to do like a localized post about a show and it had too much text on it. But those of us who are doing this for a living, we're doing that same text in the description for, for search engine optimization as well. But sometimes you need that imagery with that text. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, for the longest time, Facebook had a policy where you wouldn't be able to run an ad or they would penalize your ad's performance if more than 20% of the image had copy in it. Yeah, and that isn't very much. That, it's not much. It could be the album title. It could be your band name, your band logo was considered text. So in the past, you basically had to use text-free images. It made it a little more challenging to think out what you're going to do. Um, just this week, it was announced Facebook is, is going to phase out that entire requirement that now you can advertise with all the text you want. Now, that doesn't mean dump a freaking paragraph into a graphic image because, again, is that something that the user is going to stop and read? Right. No. Can oh. Google, can Facebook see the copy in there and use that for search results? No. They no, but if you drop in that data, let's say you drop in two live streams that you're doing next week, that, that's fine, even if it's over 20%. But make yep. sure you put the text in the description because to yep. your point earlier, no one's going to be able to search on that. Yep. You know, guys, if you think about what the users want on, on Facebook, they don't want to be advertised to. Nobody wants to be advertised to, right? So if, if you're creating copy like this or you're creating imagery like this, it almost, you should almost go towards the opposite extreme where you're using no text at all because people are scrolling through and they're looking for pictures that are of things that are interesting to them. And we are being trained that pictures with text over them are ads. And we're starting to get that you know that well, just 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 yeah. put put yourself in your fan's shoes what causes That's you it. to stop and look at yeah. something in facebook Political or twitter puppies. or yeah i mean what what is it is it is it somebody i just told i told a friend of mine yesterday who's got a a, a label he was posting press releases and he would do a JPEG of the entire press release and post the JPEG. And I was just like, no, 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 please don't, don't do that. I mean, there's no SEO value at all for doing that. And, but more importantly, as a fan, I don't stop because there's a bunch of text and then read the text. And let's be honest, in some, in many cases, not some, 
if you want to read the text, you've got to open the image. You've got to zoom in on it so you can read the text. You've got to move the image around to read it all. Can't highlight it. it. It's, yeah, you nope. can't highlight it. You can't copy the text and use it somewhere else. That's not going to be compelling to get somebody to stop and share. Yeah. Is it a fun, energetic, sexy, exciting image? That works. Yeah. yeah, nobody, everybody wants the bullet points, uh, the executive summary. I know from doing your morning coffee that articles that overperform, and I know this won't be any surprise to you guys, are six things that you need to know about SEO, sure. 10 things you need to know about playlisting. People, you know, they just don't have the attention span that they used to. So dumping a lot of text on someone is almost a guarantee that they're not going to read it. But before I forget, Chris, I wanted to um, ask you a little bit about um, online classes, because what we're discovering now during the pandemic, a lot of our clients are starting to do online classes, whether it's songwriting, uh, music lessons, you know, all sorts of really cool, innovative things. And I know you've got a lot of experience when it comes to optimizing you know, those types of things like online classes, tutorials, subscriptions, things like that. Can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah, th there's a lot that we could talk about online classes, but in, in general, there's a couple of concepts that need to be hit. And the first one is YouTube University, where you're getting all of this, this free information might not be the best way to learn a new skill or a new technique, because anything that is free is not going to be complete. So the, the concept of fair exchange really does play very heavily here, where if you're going to, if you're, you're expecting to get a complete education in something, your, your audience or you're going to have to pay for it, right? So this is why education, online education is booming right now, because people can monetize their intellectual capital. They can monetize their skills and what they can do. So for a musician or for uh, for an artist, if you've got a skill, I'll, listen, I'll give you a great example. And this is actually a client right now, a husband and wife in London, who have found a way to take musicians who have nothing and bring them to the point where they have a full album released, produced, ready to go in 12 weeks, right? So they, and they created a course that teaches how to do this. And nobody else is doing that. And so they have musicians coming in, and 12 weeks later, they're coming out with a, you know, with a, a released album, they get that album that they can drop. So if you have these skills that you can monetize, you need to be able to put these things into a consumable format and then charge a fair amount for them. People are going to buy them. And now you've, you know, you're bettering the world by illuminating the path for others with what it is that you can do. But you've got to do it in a unique way. You've got because again, we come into the concept of noise. There's so much noise out there. So, like the, you know, like my clients Pete and Indy in London, you know, they've got this very unique selling position where release an album in 12 weeks. If you can create something like that, then you're in a really good position to monetize your intellectual capital. Yeah, yeah. I you know, like and I want to make one point because I know we're coming close to time here. We're talking about all of this organic stuff. It, and a lot of people can feel very overwhelmed with, I have to do what and how many, how many hours is this going to take? And am I right, going right. to, you know, am I going to lose my whole day doing this? You could really do all of this in under an hour a day. But the point that I want to make is if you are doing this effectively and you're measuring the effectiveness of the things that you're doing by looking at the, the data that supports it, you're setting yourself up for a very effective paid campaign when you're ready to scale because organic tactics can take you to a certain level. But when you're really ready to scale, you know, paid traffic combined with organic, when you do Facebook ads or you do Google ads or you do YouTube ads, that's how you can scale exponentially based on the information that you collected in your organic, uh, your, your organic work. You know, I, I, I like to, to add that, this isn't this optimization really isn't a lot of new work that you haven't been doing because let's be honest you're posting videos to youtube you're you are already going there and doing it all you're already making posts to facebook or twitter or instagram 
all we're talking about is when you make that post, take one extra minute, because that's basically all it's going to take here is one extra minute and think about the copy. Think about the title. Think about the hashtags. Think about the keywords. Think about the descriptions. Think mm -hmm. about the link where you want people to go to. Don't just throw the video up and leave. Upload that video. And, and let's be honest, YouTube tries their hardest to make you through go through all these steps. When you upload a video, it's like, okay, what's your title? You've got X amount of characters left. What's your description? Where are your keywords? Move to the next screen, the next screen, the next Change screen. Change your thumbnail. Thumbnail. All it's it's all right there. You don't have to buy new software to do any of this. It's there already in all these platforms. Just take that extra minute to think through what you're posting to make it more descriptive, more search friendly. Again, I, it's so important. People are not searching for your new album. They're searching for Jay Gilbert's new album. So got you've right. got to say your album. artist's name all the time. Yeah, that's right. It's true. Okay. And if you just accept the defaults, if you just click through next, 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 you're doing your, you're doing a disservice to yourself and you're doing a disservice to your fans. And you, and, and at that point you don't deserve to have the traffic. So take the time to customize every step of the way. Like Michael said, Agreed. Right. I think this puts a, an exclamation point on this whole discussion. And again, we could talk for hours and hours about this stuff, but you, you're not going to game the system. You're not going to trick these engineers, at least not more than for a moment. And if you do what you just described, that comes back to optimization. If you optimize all your platforms, your socials, your ECRM, you know, all of these different platforms, you're more apt to have success and grow your audience than if you're just going through the motions. And so true. So yeah. true. So listen, I know we, we, we have kind of a hard stop today, unfortunately, and we'll have to have you back. But you do a lot of interesting work. Where, where can people learn more about you, Chris, and, and how can they get a hold of you? Probably the best way is just, you know, find me on Facebook, Christopher Prouty on Facebook, uh, and just drop a friend request, send me a DM. That's, that's generally the most uh, effective way of getting a hold of me. Um, you could search for, I live here in Orlando. You can search for Orlando's smartest marketer. I think I rank number one for that. If you search awesome. for Orlando's best looking marketer, I'm on like page five. So. I got I a good SEO that. expert I can turn you on to. <laughs> I got to work on that one. Yeah, if you search for Orlando's smartest marketer, you'll find me on number one on that. But you can find me on just Christopher Prouty on Facebook. Find me, you'll, you'll, you'll see this. Awesome. I'm everywhere. It's, it's, always, it's always great. I learned something every time I talk to you, Chris. Yeah. Thank Thank you so much for for joining us uh today and sorry we have to cut it a little short today but uh to be continued okay let's do it again sure. you guys you guys are the best thank you so take, much for take, your time take, today. take, take you. care Bye. chris Bye. Bye. Right. discmakers.com use code freebiz for ground shipping on cd orders of 100 units or more 150 dollar value um as you said jay it's always fun talking with chris He's just a, a fountain of clear and concise information. He really is. So much information there. We have to have him on again. He's one of those guests that, that you and I have on where the time goes by so fast. And I know we had kind of a hard stop today, but we've had him on before. I know we'll have him on again. There's just so much we can talk about with Chris. Yeah. And this discussion today, I can't stress it enough. It is so important. It is really the basics of everything you've got to do out there. You've yeah. got to take the time and think about what you're writing. We're not asking you to create a whole new set of work workflows for yourself. You're already, as I said, you're already posting. Yeah. Just slow down and think about the title, the description, the keywords, the hashtags. It, the simplest yeah. additional 30 seconds will help you immensely.
Yep. And if you take away just two things from this conversation, that people algorithm, that was, that was gold. Yeah. Yep. Right. And then the other thing is just about optimization. You're not going to trick anybody. You're not going to rig the system. You're not, you know, you're not going to outsmart those 200 Google uh, engineers. Listen to what they're saying. Listen to what Chris is saying and optimize your platforms. Yeah. And, and I, you know, Jay, we've stressed this, week in and week out about about fake followers and buying something that will will game the system and get you a quick quick result yeah. I, you know it still amazes me but i'm still encountering clients i've got one client that had to close down a facebook page and build a brand new one because it was oh filled with gosh. fake likes i'm dealing with another one now that had an instagram account that's filled with fake likes and we've got to go through and find them and remove them. You know, you've, there's nothing it. but there's nothing but downside when you do that. Yeah. And really? we'll continue to say it because we have new people checking out uh, the podcast, you know, every week. And we're just going to continue uh, trumpeting that because it's so important because I get it. It's people are trying to lure you in. Hey, you can get a million followers for this much money or, and I get it. I wish it was that easy. I really do. Because if it was, all the rich artists would have millions and millions of followers, but it's, it doesn't work that way. And it can be detrimental to your career. And as Michael just said, man, now you got to spend all these hours cleaning up this mess that you could be using doing other hours or paying somebody to not find you new fans, but paying somebody to get rid of 10,000 people that are just all fake. Because trust, trust me when I say none of these social networks have an easy button that you can click to delete followers. I wish they did, yeah, it's but that would go, manual. that would go against their basic business right there. Yeah. It's labor intensive it's on purpose. Very labor intensive. It's manual. Look at an account. Does it look fake? Then block it. Go back to the next. Ugh. It's a lot of time. You know, Sorry, you, brother. you can add, you can add 10,000 fake accounts overnight. It could take you a couple months or as you just said, maybe you have to just delete it and start all start over. Start all over. Yeah. Sometimes that's the fastest solution. <sighs> Brutal. It still happens. Still advice, happens though. to this day. Um, anyway, so if you are watching us on YouTube, hit that red subscribe button. Pound that button. You never miss another episode. If you're on Spotify, and we've got, God, last I checked, I think we're close to 1,000 people. Awesome. On, on Spotify who are following the podcast. Hit the follow button on Spotify. And you were so one of the first people to get on uh, Amazon Music and the podcast there. Yeah, we are now available on Amazon Music. And shortly, I'm assuming that will also include audible.com. But go to Amazon Music right now. Search for the Music Biz Weekly podcast. You can find us there. That makes it very easy to get to us through all those Alexa devices, too. That's right. Um, and, of course, the old tried-and-true Apple iTunes. Subscribe to us there and leave a review and a rating. means a lot to us. Yep. Uh, that's it. We are out of here. We'll see everybody next week.